night putting. Just putting at night. Welcome to the Night Putting Podcast. I'm co-host Kyle Sabat here joined with my co-host Jason Gillis. Jason, how are we doing today? I'm feeling tremendous today. How are you, Kyle? I'm feeling fantastic. Third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. Should, uh, we, should we tell the people about the first time? It's a great, great way to start a podcast, talking about how we fucked up everything. It, give, it sets expectations as to what to, you know, you got to give us a pass. We're new at this. <laughs> Technology is confusing. Yeah, so we made a common mistake in podcasting. Most of the greats have done it. I'm not sure they do it on their very first attempt. I couldn't manage the um, the record button. I was wondering about your confidence level uh, when I got you to take an hour out of your busy day and you heard me on the phone with Tyler from Zoom saying things like, so wait, when I plug it in, does the power switch have to be on? Because I heard that on YouTube. The guy started laughing at me. I knew we were in trouble. We got to talking, right? And then we looked. I looked down, and no time was lapsing. So, yeah, wildly prepared. I think is uh, the best way to to put that. Wrong button. See, we're learning. You <laughs> should almost hit that button again for how you hit that button. All right. <laughs> off to a blazing start yeah and then the the second attempt you're very busy you have five children you have two businesses and uh something got in the way so i was i was all dressed up with no place to go over here (laughs) oh you get nothing you lose good day sir thanks willie is there an abuse of the button bar button on there somewhere? I'm just showing the people what we got. Um, let's get into it. Why are we here? Just Why are we on the, the microphone? Just blowing the whole lot wad within the first two minutes. I love it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the whole point of this podcast and kind of the, the the question that we look to answer is why it is that people in our state of Minnesota are so nuts about golf. For those of you that don't know this, Minnesota has the most golfers per capita in the nation, and we also have arguably the shortest season of any golf season in the nation. So kind of an interesting question to pose. Uh, It's something that uh, I've always wondered a lot uh, on my own, and I am born and bred, never had an address on a driver's license that wasn't Minnesota. So, uh, And then my counterpart, Jason, here has a much different story of why he's here and and kind of where he's from so jason tell the uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself i have a california license never not had a california license yeah i moved out here uh in august to start a business that has to do with golf and um you know that's sort of the thrust of the podcast it's it is an interesting question of why minnesotans are so crazy about golf when i hear the weather is usually bad yeah, as it's 50 degrees outside yeah, right so now in January. So I started this business. Uh, it's a indoor golf simulator thinking like, okay, we have people that are crazy about golf. We have terrible weather. I'm finding one of those two things to be true so far. Like the weather's, I know it's ab- it's aberrantly warm, but. Aberrantly. Yeah. That's a $12 word there, buddy. 
You're going to have to dumb it down for me a little bit. <laughs> it's a crazy winter in that it's so warm. Anyway, yeah, I'm out here. I, yeah, I, I moved out here to start this business. I got a little sick of the corporate structure. I used to work in medical device, and I was just looking for something. I might be having a midlife crisis. We don't know yet. We haven't put our <laughs> our finger on what the end <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I packed a 150-pound Great Great Dane into a moving van and drove cross-country, and now I'm here. But I, I'm happy I did it because it's it's been fun. All right, it's so exciting. so we're gonna we're gonna have to start out with the harrowing journey that was yeah, loading that's a decent story loading Huck into a van to get out here. All right, I'm gonna lay out for a minute. I'm gonna really get into this one. Yeah, so I planned everything out best I could. I've never moved cross-country. I got one of those big moving vans. Um, that you know like those mercedes ones yeah with the like tall, the big sprinter yeah yeah, 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 yeah. got one of them <clears throat> and i'm the kind of guy like i asked my friend david morgan to help me move the big stuff figuring like i lived in a 750 square foot apartment w- when i moved out here um it was just me and the dog fourteen thousand dollars a month i'm guessing in California. well for the same exact price you've seen my place like yeah i have my own music room now yeah yeah, yeah. i've become a bit of a farmer Oops. indoors yeah <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that later. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, you get a lot more bang for your buck out here, it turns out, for the housing, uh, for the housing, for sure. Yeah, I had a nice place, but it was very small. But and So I was figuring, like, all right, David, come over. He's a mensch. He came over and helped me move the big stuff. I got it from here. Like, cut to, I don't know, 10 hours later, I looked at, I'm exhausted. I looked down at my um, pedometer, and I've walked 13 miles, right? So 6.5 with heavy things in my hands or something in my hands. I'm exhausted. I have paid rent through. That was a Saturday night, and there was that hurricane coming in uh, to California. So I had a little decision to make. Was I'm it ex- a real hurricane, no, or I- was it a California hurricane? Yeah. Um, You're a scared bunch out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it sprinkles, it's it just makes the news. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We get a foot of snow, and we still have school. Tropical there. depression. I don't know yeah. what it ended up being. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't stuff you wanted to drive through. Sure. And I only paid rent. I think they wanted to be out by noon the next day. So it's midnight. I and then and then this is the you know this is the cherry on top um, because I was con- condensing down all my um, goods that I'd have to move to Minnesota. I pared down. Huckleberry is my great Dane. He's 150 pounds. Um, I was paring down his food, so we ran out of the normal stuff he eats. And I had this pedigree stuff that came in like a Capri Sun package. It's like that. I don't know what that stuff is. It looks like metal, but it feels like plastic. That sort of. Oh, it's like weird aluminum like super thin aluminum. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, so I fed him that. And then, Strike uh, one. And then uh, when I took him out for his walk, uh, yeah, I noticed he had explosive diarrhea. So that... <laughs> So that, that added a so that that added a wrinkle into the equation. So my options were as follows: um, leave at midnight, exhausted, with a dog with maybe food poisoning, and I'm here to confirm it was food poisoning, um, or 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 sleep with no furniture, with all my world everything in the van, and then leave in the middle of a California hurricane, which we know is just a tropical depression everywhere else. Well, and it's you think you van would be actually out there by the time you woke up too. Oh, I lived in a decent neighborhood. Yeah, I think I th- I would have. Yeah, I would have had to move some stuff. My guitar and only three stabbings. I had that just weekend. gotten that fancy guitar that you seen me play and that fancy amp and stuff. Like I would have moved that back. I probably would have slept with that. Yeah, yeah but makes um, sense. I decided to avoid the um, hurricane and and drive through the night. And then we pulled out of the parking lot, and I just heard gla- like glass crash. So I did a good job packing them. 
Nice. You did a guy pack. And then I've done the same one. In California, yes, the traffic's bad at midnight. It shouldn't be that bad on a Saturday night. Well, there was a traffic accident. So I got like three miles away from my house and I was in stop traffic. So I was just reading that as like, you're making the right move, Jason. California, like, you need to get out of here. Like, yeah. But it turned out I, I didn't know how sick Huck was. He was very sick. And so <laughs> he wouldn't relax. I carved out like a little two by six area for him to lay down with all my quilts. I'm a big quilt guy. <laughs> That's something that not a lot of people know about me. <laughs> Um, big quilt guy. I laid down all my quilts and I tried to get him laid down. He just sat in the catcher's stance. That's You're no longer a big quilt guy, are you? <laughs> I'm a less of a quilt guy. Um, <laughs> like a 20% quilt guy yeah. now? Half my quilts are in fucking Barstow somewhere with diarrhea on them. <laughs> so, three miles in, traffic jam, 150-pound Great Dane, explosive diarrhea, small space, what do you him. say when a Great Dane, like, he was sick as a dog, but he is dog. He is a dog. He was sick as... He's not a dog. He's a horse. Yeah, he's a big boy. That is a that is one of those dogs that you put a saddle on, and I put my three-year-old on, and we see what happens. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you're, he can handle your three-year-old for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the rest of the story is, yeah, he sat in the catcher stance the whole 10 hour. I made it to St. George, Utah. Big golf town. Oh, yeah. To bring it back home yeah. to golf. Yeah. Huge golf area. Just so you guys know, this podcast isn't only about Great Danes with diarrhea. It's actually supposed to be about podcasting. Yeah. But Once a month, we'll check in with him. <laughs> How, how's Huck's butt? Yeah, his, his bowel <laughs> movements, I'm happy to say, are, are, are very, you know, he's very regular. Oh, yeah. Great. I have a grosser story about Huck I'll save for another episode. Anyway, so we, we made it through. Uh, yeah, at somewhere in Nevada, I pulled over and he had diarrhea all over my quilt collection. But they were layered, so I got rid of, like, the top three quilts, threw them in the trash, <laughs> and we moved on. And it was raining outside, so we got a bit of a shower. That was the one lucky thing that happened to me wow. day one of my trip. <laughs> so then we get to St. George. He is fucking miserable. Like, he is panting in my ear because oh, sure. he can't sweat. He's got a fever. Like, he's food poisoned. You know that. Oh, he's, yeah. he's probably feeling something. Everybody's had it. So he's probably feeling something in the neighborhood of what we feel like when we're food poisoned. So I booked the hotel room on the Marriott app, and I see that it's $89 for a hotel at a residence inn. Good residence inns take dogs. We're all squared away. For $89, I don't even need to check the vacancy. $89, they don't charge that unless there is vacancy, right? right. So I, I pull in it. like, And I have status because of my former job. I have like a whatever. I have status where I can check in at any time. He's kind of a big deal. No, I used to travel a lot for work. People know um, him. Yeah, so. Do you have many leather-bound books? Uh, no. This. <laughs> I listen to Does a lot of Does your town home smell of rich mahogany? No. You've been in my town home, you know. <laughs> no, it smells like, like Great Dane. It smells like Great Dane and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> not in all the rooms. <laughs> well, there's the one room. Oh, anyway. What is it? <laughs> Thanks, Kyle, for outing me. Um, anyway, uh, so... Uh, End of the story, yeah, I go to check in. I know residents and take dogs. And then um, they're like, oh, yeah, we're v- that price is for at noon. We're completely booked out. So, I mean, Huck was ready to collapse, and now they don't take oh, dogs. Yeah. So, thankfully, shout out to a certain doctor. I don't even know if I should mention her name. She wrote me one, of those, one of those stolen val- valor notes for dogs. Like, Huck is, like, if a seeing eye dog catches Huck, being a service dog or pretending to be, he's going to get his ass kicked for stolen valor. Yeah. Like, Huck doesn't do anything for anybody. 
<laughs> he shits everywhere. But I went to a different hotel and I used the note and I got a hotel room. So, um, and then and then the rest of the trip was actually, I mean, driving all day uh, for the next three days isn't fun. But I stopped in Deadwood, blah blah blah. So here I am. I'm here. I'm ready to do this podcast. My business is open. Welcome to Minnesota. And buddy. it's warm outside. Like that's the big thing I'm talking about. People are psychotic about golf. Like where's this nasty weather? The oh. ground was supposed to be frozen till June. Oh God. Yeah. Well, come back next year. If you were around last year too, I mean, it was just brutal. This is usually, this is usually the time of the year that I'm in Mexico because it's negative five here and it's ninety there. A lot of the times that I go on that trip, we're, I mean, there's quite literally a hundred degree difference between people I'm sending emails back and forth to. So, just bide your time, buddy. It'll it'll happen, oh, and God. and then you're gonna rue the day that you asked for it. So. I know. Well. Part of the calculus was that people were golfers yeah. needed a facility. Well, we're all still nuts, and we all still want a place to come and hang and, and bang balls, whether it's, you know, yeah. out I'm just, of the uh, fairway. It just makes or... me nervous when some of the members are like, hey, I'm golfing on this course uh, Saturday. I'm like, it's February. <laughs> what the fuck? The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As uh, um, as we're recording this, there's I think there's a dozen or or 20 different courses that are open at the end of January, early February, that'll be, you know, it'll be a week. And I mean, we're going to pay for it. it. This is the one thing you get to learn about Minnesota weather. It's a fickle mistress. Mm. It's, you know, we're going to get into the spring and there's going to be, you're going to see, you know, six, nine inch snow dumps and things like that, that are going to spring here. I, people don't like winter in Minnesota. I don't like spring winter. That's a hot take. Yeah. Thanks. I get some. Do I get a button for that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of which one. <laughs> so it, I I like I like hockey. I like ice fishing. I like being outdoors. Yeah. I, I don't mind the cold. I like the snow. I hate it when it's windy. Cold, windy sucks. When it just burns through you like that, that's brutal. Um, yeah. Wind's not good for golf either. Like wind uh, is my least favorite element. Yeah. Easily, yeah. my least just, favorite element. Yeah, it's yeah. Wind sucks. We're, I, I, hot take wind sucks it seems uh, like whatever you're in like if it's a really nice day the wind will be the thing that ruins it if it's a hot day that hot wind makes it worse if it's a cold day wind is oh kicks yeah. it up to the next level oh, right yeah gross this yeah. is also a weather podcast if people yeah, were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so if you're, if you're keeping track on your bingo scorecard at home uh <laughs> if you had uh great dane explosive diarrhea in a mercedes sprinter van uh get your dauber out yeah. Uh, had, uh, <laughs> so there's one difference between Californians and Minnesotans. You know me, Kyle. I know a lot of minutia. Yes. I didn't know what the thing that you marked the the bingo card with is called. You did. I think that's purely. No, you didn't know that was a dauber. No, nah, in the winter time, it's like 70 degrees where I'm from. So people are outside doing things. Nah. The, the bingo nah. community is not as large. I think you have to be at least 75 years old to get in one of them games. I don't know. Out there, I'm saying. Oh, out there. Gotcha. That's the difference. Like, yeah, yeah. No, here, we play it. We play yeah. it here in bars on you know yeah. most evenings. Uh, so, getting back to how I hate spring. Yeah, spring's the worst. It it is the worst season here because it's so unpredictable. I used to coach high school golf, and for whatever fucking reason. The Minnesota State High School League decided that it needs to be a spring sport and will not move off of it. They need to move it to fall 
that's my you know that's my personal we'll be campaigning here on this pod yes. until it gets done yeah, yeah. <laughs> something i'll come up with a really clever hashtag uh but it is we used to have uh, the first month of the season was just a complete shit show that uh, things would be rescheduled canceled or the girls would be out there in parkas with sorrels on trying to swing a golf club i mean it's just the dumbest thing in the world whereas the fall here the fall here is beautiful it's i loved it fall yeah yeah you got here in the fall we actually jason and i played our last round of the year together uh, also my first round of the year yeah yeah it was mid-november was that right i mean give or take (laughs) yeah we'll talk about my golf prowess later Early November, mid-November, something like that. It was phenomenal. We it's had a great time. 50 degrees outside. It's, you know, the, the wind is, you know, usually not as crazy. You don't get the, the violent swings. I, it just, yeah, spring sucks. So that's why uh, having something like this up until, like, you know, we'll be busy in here until May, June. Mm-hmm. Because the weather just, it's not fun. And, and it's nice to, you know, not have to load up for four and a half hours of of god knows what's going to be out there yeah so um well, so I, yeah well, i think there's value to the club um even if it's nice outside yeah you know i'm open 24 hours you can't practice it. you psychos need to practice. like i've come off the course before where i thought i had something figured out and then i play two holes and i start not doing what i expected and then i go right back to the range i yeah. need to figure it out that's that's what the sickness is that's part of the reason why i'm out here yeah yeah, that was uh, that was one of the things that we had talked about as kind of the golf addiction piece, and that's a that's another piece of of what we're looking to accomplish with. Let's talk about that. What are we What are we trying to accomplish here? Uh, well, I you know again to frame that or or find that answer or you know or or answers as to why it is that people in Minnesota are so nuts about golf. And we're getting two different perspectives here, right? You got yeah you know, the outsider. Yeah, the, you're definitely an insider, the newbie, and you know the guy that's never left the uh, the friendly confines here. <laughs> um, which is that is one of the uh, we're, we're gonna jump right into that uh, uh, one of our segments that we're gonna have on a weekly basis is the uh, what has Jason learned about Minnesota segment, which is uh, and and I think the we have to start out uh, a little callback to that first <laughs> round of golf that we had. We're in the bar after our round, and we order beers, and we ordered Mick Golden Light. And I was like, what's this, Mick Golden Light? Mick yeah. Michelob. Michelob Golden Light. They put Light. out this product, yeah. Golden yeah. Light. Yeah. And uh, he'd never had it I before. thought you guys made that up. No. Yeah. No. Let's hand it to the marketing people <laughs> over at, at Michelob. They created that exclusivity, and now I, I don't drink anything else because you know why? Nobody from California can get it. Only I can get it out here. Yeah. It's either Michelob Golden Light or Hams. There you go. And I just found out on a TV show, Hams got brought up. No, a movie. You know that movie about the GameStop thing? It's called Dumb Money. Oh, yeah. The guy orders a Hams. Uh, The the main character, the guy from uh, There Will Be Blood, you know, the preacher? Preacher. Eli. He's an actor. He's that guy. When you see him, you'll recognize him. Uh, Oh, he was in The Girl Next Door. I know him better from the movie about porn than... What movie was that? The Girl Next Door? That no, not that guy. Oh. The Girl Next Door. Yeah, that that's a, that's the girl that dated all the hockey players. What was it? Yeah. Alicia Cut- Alicia. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, um boy, have we digressed. Yeah, uh 
yeah, I did learn that. What does Jason learn? That there's some privileges to living in Minnesota that you just can't get. Oh, we keep the good stuff up here. Yeah, make golden light. It's <clears throat> it's delicious. the The reality is, it's not that much different than a couple other beers. No free, no free ads. I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> but the exclusivity, and that's marketing, and I'm into that stuff. I'm into the psychology of it. Um, and it, it, I don't know. It tastes good. It's so I've I've learned that. Um, that there are some perks, um, some fringe benefits to just living in the neighborhood. Mick and Golden Nick Light is one of them. Nectar of the gods. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff I've learned that there's you know differences between California. So the people can look forward to, uh, yeah. The outsider's perspective. Me taking a two minute point and talking about it for eight minutes. That's that's my style. That's kind of what we do here. Yeah. Um, should we talk about you? I don't know. We don't have to. Yeah, I kind of want to know, like, I don't know if, I don't know if it's just because you're so busy or whatever, um, but I don't, would you say you have a healthy, go- like, golf habit, or you are actually are addicted to golf, or? It all depends on who you ask. Uh, I can, I know who, wait, Courtney would say, Courtney's yes. um, Kyle's wife. Yeah, so, so, so Jay came over for, uh, for, for Christmas Eve this year, um, a balmy 48 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and got to meet the, the fam. And, hey, wait, uh, hold on one second. Let's check. Yeah. Are those numbers moving? Yes, they are. Let's just give it up for the, <laughs> give it up. Well, for, well done to the soundboard engineer yeah. over <laughs> give here. Give it up to the engineer. <laughs> the, the amateur uh, soundboard engineer, anyways, Jason. As you were saying. It depends on who you ask, if you're addicted to golf or if you just have, like, a healthy habit. I wouldn't call it healthy by any means, nor would my wife. Uh, okay. I definitely play way more than a guy that has five kids probably should. And two two businesses. And two businesses. Yeah. And, and a, a dog cat. and a cat. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ravioli, the newest edition. And even though I'm older than you, in a way, you sort of have adopted me. In a, yes. At a little yes. <laughs> my, my oldest. <laughs> my adult son. <laughs> my <laughs> my <laughs> my adult son. My adult Cal- and my proxy, I mean, I haven't bothered you with Huck at your house because I wouldn't do that to oh anybody. But, you know, if I leave town, who do you think I'm leaving? <laughs> who do you think I'm leaning on? Brenna. Yeah, that's true. It would be Brenna. <laughs> I wouldn't ask you to do more things. I, I couldn't imagine adding a 150 pound dog to the S show that is. That, that, that situation over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a sitcom. Oh, my God. That's a sitcom. We yeah. didn't happen. Um, but I am curious about like when the first time you picked up a club at your, you know, when you were, when did you pick up a club? I think I was about five, okay. uh, was the first time I used to go out with my parents. Both of my parents used to golf. My mom doesn't anymore. Uh, she is someone that doesn't like not being great at something. And I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she kind of decided that she doesn't want to do it anymore. My dad still plays. He actually just turned... 69 yesterday saw him yesterday yesterday or two days ago yeah yeah you did yeah uh well within the last couple of days we'll say um so yeah raj still plays god he plays about three four times a week at least um but so i used to go out with them and kind of started at uh the now defunct french lake golf course which for you local folks out here you'd know that little par three right off of 81 kind of on your way into rogers from osseo uh, I'd go out there and and uh, I'd 
you know, I get to hit a couple of balls here and there, or if I went out with my dad, um, you know, I'd get to play the par threes, things like that. And just kind of progressed from there. Did Uh, you take to it right away? Yeah, I I think I was, I think I got after it pretty good right away. Uh, Was it hard to, because I know you were universally known as the young uh, Kirby, the white Kirby Puckett. I am the white Kirby Puckett. Um, (laughs) Short, fat, and relatively athletic. (laughs) Um. Yeah, was it getting the golf swing down, though? Did you take to that right away, or were you hitting it pretty good? Yeah, I was hitting it pretty good right away. Because your daughter uh, hits it pretty good. Yeah, Penelope. yeah, Penelope hits it pretty good. Yeah. She's she's also really athletic. I you know, I played a lot of ball going. we got to get one of them on the pot at some point. jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't get a word in edgewise. That's okay. Yeah, just yeah, we just hit record. Just, just let them run. Yeah. Hey, here's a Red Bull. Speak into this mic. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back in a half hour. Oh, yeah. You think Jason gives those uh, the button bar a workout? I can't imagine. That's all you'd hear. I mean, wretched was- slugs. <laughs> Don't any of you have the guts to play for blood? I'm your huckleberry. Oh, he is Why just is so good. He's been just itching. You should see the hole he's been staring through that number two button, wanting yeah. to hit that that Doc Holiday drop. Uh, yeah, if anybody's wondering why my dog's named Huckleberry, it's not after Mark Twain's character. <laughs> and I have a portrait of Val Kilmer. <laughs> I have a portrait, hand painted of Val. You've seen it. I thought you were gonna. Room? I thought you were gonna maybe say it was from uh, what's his name, Jim, from that book. Oh no, I'm not saying that <laughs> word. <laughs> and Jim, NJ, NJ, no, not about NJ. This is not. Uh, a, this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> not that kind of pod. Um, uh, so back to your yeah, your childhood. I just, yeah, so uh, yeah, I played a lot of baseball growing up, and you know, t-ball and all that stuff, and and then I, it's it was just kind of a natural progression from that, and and I played a, you know, I played every sport growing up, so. Um, and you're a big hockey guy as well, and hockey guys are into golf in the off season, is what I hear. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is I'm I'm a hockey I'm a hockey guy now. I wasn't a I wasn't a big hockey guy growing up. I played all the time, but I never played organized hockey until I actually the first time I ever threw pads on was about a year ago. So at is that four, right? Yeah, at 40 years old. I that's said how, that's oh, how you do go, it. Yeah, let's go. In let's California, go join that's a, how you do. It. Yeah, let's go join a hockey league at forty years old and five kids and decrepit as shit. Uh, no, I used to play all the time. We had a rink across the street, so I was there. That know, sounds the, so fun as a kid. Oh, God, it was the best. Yeah, I'd order the I'd order the extra super burrito. Oh, I was the first kid to like have a cell phone. And so I remember I used to have the delivery guy bring an extra super burrito, extra sour cream to Triangle Park in yeah. Rogers. Shout out to Rogers, by the way. <laughs> That's where I'm born and bred. There's, you know, I was there when it was cornfields. There was 635 people there. And so they, yeah. It's yeah. 425. You get That's you why your dad's like the mayor burrito. of Rogers, right? That's like why everybody. they named it after him. Yeah. They didn't really. Yeah. It was John Rogers. I learned that yesterday at the chamber. You did, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, sold a you know an acre of land or something, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, if you want to go Wikipedia, that feel free. Look out for our our sister podcast, uh, Minnesota State History. <laughs> Northwest Northwest Suburbs History. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing uh, a deep dive on Osseo next week. 
<laughs> deep dive on Osseo. I did a deep dive on Osseo. It took 10 minutes. Oh, God. I went out there one time, walked up and down the street. What'd you do I with learned, the other eight? I learned I met the town barber, the town lawyer. Like, every Jeez. there's one of everything. I, I was like in Mayberry, kind of California. Say. It was crazy. Seriously, did I you went meet out. Andy wa- the sheriff? Yeah, and yeah. his bailiff? Yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, going back to it. Uh, so I fast forward a couple of years, probably like eight, nine years old. We had a we had a family pass at what's now Pheasant Acres, used to be Pheasant Run. They had an awesome junior program out there, and and that's really where I started to take off for it. Uh, from you know as it relates to golf, big shout out to uh, you know for for those of you who have been around for a little while probably know the name, but Steve Fessler. Uh, he's he's the one that really got me interested in golf. He's uh, he's a PGA pro uh, here in the cities. Uh, his son Trey is actually a, a hell of a golfer. He's uh, uh, I think he's I mean he's a pro now and and he's trying to butt in on on some mini tour stuff and things like that. And he's you know he's he's a really competitive player. Uh, but Steve was super well known for youth camps and and had a lot of people uh, around that pheasant pheasant run community. Uh, they really spent a lot of time cultivating and, and giving back to that youth program, which was which was awesome. I mean, that's that's who I would definitely credit with my uh, semi addiction, maybe unhealthy relationship with golf. Uh, You're not alone. There's yeah, yeah there are yeah. groups out there that you can join. Um, <laughs> not a big meetings guy. Uh, so. Uh, and then from there we had got we just got a family golf pass and pheasant run basically became my babysitter during the summers my mom had dropped me off there with five bucks and you know i'd play eight i'd play 18 in the morning go grab a hot dog and a coke and play 18 in the afternoon my mom would come out there and pick me up at five o'clock in the afternoon if you know if the course was too busy or if i was you know i was just waiting around i'd chip and putt around the little the little chipping i feel like so many pro golfers because i listen to a lot of pods you know i listen to no laying up (coughs) golfers on other pods or whatever that you hear that story all the time you know i the golf course is my babysitter yeah it's kind of you know i think it's part of the attraction to golf is how unconquerable it is yeah yeah absolutely you can always i mean you can always get better you can always improve on something but it's you know, for me, I, where I started to get, you know, relatively good at golf, uh, I, I just loved practicing. I loved, I loved chipping. I loved, I loved hitting the ball. I wish I would have loved putting more when I was younger. Yeah. I hated putting. I was a terrible putter. You weren't out there at night? I wasn't a night putter. No. no. Well, you are now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, it sounds like there was a system in place for a play, an outlet uh back then and that was pre-97 right oh yeah so i'm 41 so i mean this would have been like like early 90s okay like early to mid 90s okay is when i was out there a lot so uh, that was pre so there was opportunities out here pre the tiger effect you know i ran for it's 97 because that's the year you won the masters right 97 was yep yeah and then and then do you remember what bu- <laughs> fuzzy zeller's interview <laughs> oh jesus Fuzzy that will never be a drop on our board i can assure oh, you oh boy that jerk off anyway um yeah. fuzzy zeller yeah. was it what is uh what does corolla say he's, he's set in his ways <laughs> it's a good it's yeah. a good way that's a good way to uh yeah. that's that's the euphemism of the day yeah. another segment we could have euphemism of the day is another fancy word god 
I couldn't I couldn't get three letters spelled correctly in euphemism. I'm not a good speller, but I know a lot of words. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's setting his fuzzy's probably still making similar jokes amongst his at the master's dinner. <laughs> I don't know. The dude's eighty some years old. Like, yeah, they're they're from a that's from a different era. Yeah, but when he said it, he was like forty two. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, think about what. And he he said it to like a, whatever CBS or whatever. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like a joke that he made to like uh, you know whoever like yeah you know <laughs> over a bourbon in the clubhouse. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny to think about. Like you said, he's like forty two. So I'll be forty two this year. Uh huh. I feel way younger than what I think of Fuzzy Zoller in yeah of course in ninety seven. Like yeah, he just like he looked like a looked and sounded like just a old man chasing kids off the yard with a rake but his name was fuzzy yeah but his name it's was hard to fuzzy. take you seriously yeah. sir you're you're chasing me off the lawn your name is fuzzy yeah yeah uh, yeah i don't i'll never you know it's hard to be an authoritative like an author, uh, authoritative figure when your name's fuzzy it's it's tough yeah. but maybe maybe you go like the other way like when you <laughs> like when you call the big fat dudes slim yeah or tiny but what does that mean? He's he he waxes? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's just angry about being fuzzy. The other famous there's only one other famous fuzzy. The bear. And I know you know it. Fuzzy Dunlop. Fuzzy Dunlop. The wire. Remember the tennis ball? They that was one of their informants. They called him Fuzzy Dunlop and they lost that tennis ball with the camera in there. Oh yeah. I just st- that's funny that you bring up the wire. I just started rewatching that. How is that possible? Oh yeah, you don't sleep. We should tell the people you yeah. don't really sleep. I'll get a co. I'll get like a cogent email from Kyle, and I'll look at the time, and it's like three a.m. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not my friend unless you've gotten an email from me at every single hour of the day over the course of a Sad year. Sad part is I'm up. I get that live. Yeah, I also am not. And lately, with the stress of like. Starting your own business and leaving, you know, the security, the warmth of a corporation. <laughs> and when I started complaining to you, <laughs> you go, that's cute. Yeah. Like I was saying, like a dollar amount my bank account has gotten to my personal bank account. And you're like, that's cute. Yeah. I have four kids and I've been below that. Well, I've more. even got a fifth. I, th- I What I meant was like when, at the time when my bank account was that low, I had four kids. That was before Charlie. Just kidding. I fucked up. Yeah, you have five kids. I don't know why I just said four. That's all right. Anyway. I, I lose count a lot, too. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was know. that was adorable. <laughs> but I was stressed out. Exactly. It reminds me of like. Uh, Welcome this, to owning a business, it, my friend. It reminds me of that Sam Kennison line. He's like, he's, you know, famous uh, drinker and drugger. Oh, he yeah. said, uh. He's talking about rehab. This is how expensive it is. He says, if you have ten thousand laying around, you don't have a problem yet. You right. Know what I mean, you don't need to go to rehab if you can afford ten grand. Right. It's a joke, but that's sort of the what you were getting at. Like, talk to me when you got. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the amount I have in there that I wasn't. But you said, oh, I thought you meant dollars, like yeah. not thousands of dollars. Yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like just I got eight. You're like, oh, that's a little worse. Eight thousand. What? Yeah. I'm not worried about you. You'll <laughs> figure it out. You're living high on the hog there, kid. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, at that point, I had an open club with, like, one member or something. You know, it's a good idea. Like, everyone says it's a good idea, this club or whatever that I'm running. But, like, what you don't know until people sign up and they tell you. 
So that's oh. why I was worried. Anyway. Well, people vote with their dollars. I always have. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, going into uh, just kind of putting a bow on at least my yeah, beginning uh, of the of the golf life or the go- you know where I came from and it uh, I played I played in high school um, at uh, shout out to Tatino Grace for those uh, TG folk out there if there's anybody in Minnesota that uh, is that a high school or a person that's <laughs> well I mean Jim and Rose Tatino and Archbishop Grace so yeah. I mean they're people All right. it's 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 named it's named after people uh, played there and then uh, played a little bit of you know I thought Tatino Grace was in Euphoria. That show is that a new a- is that a new actress that came out? Tatino Grace. No. Okay. No. It's a high school. I got it. I'd rather go Grace Tatino if we're gonna name somebody that's fictitious. Grace Tatino. She sounds better. That, uh, when this podcast gets big and I have to use a fake name to check into hotels. <laughs> it's just, not gonna be Ron Mexico. I just <laughs> Michael Vick. <laughs> uh, that's weird that we both. How did you know that? How do you not know that? The Ron Mexico thing? Uh, the best thing ever. Go onto eBay and find a number seven Falcons jersey that says Mexico across the back. The NFL actually banned it for because you can do the personalized oh, jerseys right. on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Like my daughter wanted nothing more than a. This is. Boy, this is a side tangent of all side tangents. That's what we're here for. The, uh, the Taylor Swift thing in the NFL is driving me nuts mm. more so than anything because i have a nine-year-old who is a self-proclaimed swifty yeah she made me play at my grand opening oh yeah me play yeah <laughs> she Taylor Swift over the phone. over the and i let her oh. and then what'd she say that jason's a real nice yeah. man yeah she's like i really like jason he should come to my hockey game <laughs> uh but yeah, it's uh, she wanted a number thirteen Chiefs jersey with Swift on the back, and I, said, this is gonna get expensive. Yeah, um, yeah, the Swift thing is a phenomenon. It's uh, we don't need to get into that's one thing we don't need to get into on this podcast. I feel like that's covered elsewhere, probably a lot better. But your daughter, I like it. Let's change subjects to Swift. That's, yeah, yeah, we'll just kill that right now. Uh, so yeah, I went to Tatino. Uh, play golf there um, and you're good let's just get that out of the way you're good at golf i am not i'm goodish i'm good adjacent uh i used to be good uh i was like a plus you one know, plus you, two for a while yeah you're on a whole other scale though because um you know uh good compared to everybody that goes out there you're elite uh if you can score that well Compare everybody that hits a golf course. If you're just talking percentages, what I played with tons of golfers, nobody ever comes close to shooting even. So that makes you really good. Anyway, you're being well, humble. Do you see my point though? Like of all the people that I'm embarrassing you. Next topic. That's okay. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. Um, and played a little bit in college, uh, and you know, then kind of after college, kind of gave up on it for a little while because yeah. I got burnt out. I got cut from one of my the college that I was at that I'd transferred to, which was kind of a kick in the nuts after yeah. playing crazy good golf for the entire summer. Got my handy down to like a plus two, plus two and a half, something like that. That means you were regularly were under par? I was typically shooting right around par, you know, on a and uh went out on my first my first nine trying out for this team, uh, that I had played against in several other yeah tournament so like i i knew the coach and i was a little bit older i had two years of eligibility already burnt up 
um, I had actually gotten kicked out of the college that I was originally at. That is getting a, better. That I'm was, getting better. That, that was, was appropriate. The right time to use that. Yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a want wah getting kicked out of a private school. Thank you, Zoom. That came preloaded. That sound effect. Wow. I don't know if it'll be there next week or whenever we record again, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. We'll find out. Mm. Um, so went out and shot, promptly shot a fifty on the front nine. That's a really. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's that's not that's not ideal. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> I think I, I think I ended up pulling a pink ultra out of my bag for the back nine and shooting one under and had a conversation with the coach and he's like, yeah, I don't think this is gonna cut it. And I'm like, after oh, one round. Yeah. Golf's I, the most fickle game ever. You can't. That's I a small know. sample size. The F- coach. Fifties. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But. I I had somewhere around 16 penalty strokes on the front side. It was just it, it was the most fucking tin cup thing you've ever seen. Like I had three I had three balls OB on a par 3. Which yeah. sounds impossible, but if you've seen Winona Country Club, which is now the Bridges, that front 9 is is that named can, after Todd Bridges of different strokes? Uh, it should be named after Jeff Bridges. For, <laughs> How much of a shit show that course can be. I love it, but at the same time, like it can, uh, like that course can just eat your lunch. There, yeah, there's just triple bogeys all over the place out there, and I found every motherfucking Wait, one of did them. Did nerves have? St- no, no. I was actually I was loose as a goose. I, I was good to go. It just, I just I hit you know two three cart pass and the ball goes in a weird spot sure. and you push something five yards and it goes out about you know just weird stuff happens you know and. Whatever I gave it, so I basically gave the the game up for a little while after that because it just you know I just got kicked in the nuts so hard from it that I, I just couldn't handle it, uh, and then started kind of reconnecting with some people that I knew and started playing in scrambles again and you know and and that was fun just going out there and just ripping my back out and you know I've always been able you know going back to the uh, the white Kirby pocket I'm you know I'm. <laughs> I ain't tall. I ain't particularly impressive looking with my shirt off. You get it far. But I, that was one thing I always had is I could hit the shit out of the ball growing up. Uh, yeah. John Daly is and will ever for be my spirit animal in more ways than one. Love Smoking chicken. heaters out on the course. Oh, God, and I love chicken wings. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was kind of my – that was my shtick. Um you know, and that's that's what I was good at all through high school and, and college. I wasn't a particularly good putter. I wasn't. I was a bad iron player. I could chip and I could hit the ball a long way, and so that was fun when I went and played in scrambles. And then, uh, you know, a couple of my other buddies started inviting me out to their clubs, and I started getting back into it. And then it it kind of reignited for me, and it, you know, I started to I started to love putting. I started to go out there and practice putting incessantly. You know, do the do the clock drill where you you know you sit you know, mm. and and just really go after it. And then I started to get started to get really sharp with my irons. And you know now now golf's kind of kind of fun again, even without you know. I mean, at forty one, you start to start to lose a little bit of the fastball. But I, I'm, do you? Well, I I have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's that is one of my goals this year is to get the swing speed back up into the you know, into those 120s, one, you know, low 120s range from, I think I'm probably down in the, you know, low teens right now. 
um you know yeah like, i gotta get that gotta get that back um, but the I, yeah the ball speeds i mean you hit it far enough i would say oh yeah yeah i'm serviceably long for sure but shit last year when i played in a i played in a state ham qualifier with this kid that plays at cal poly that i don't remember hitting balls the way that kids hit them now yeah these kids these days jesus grandpa kyle uh yeah they it's it's a different kind of long now it's you know these 20 you know 19 20 21 year olds that are flying the ball 330 it's just a that's a different yeah it, it makes it turns I, golf into a different game yeah i actually i mean not to get too far off subject but the, the the whole golf ball rollback thing that they're looking to do i think is great for the game i i think they've that's something we'll be talking about probably a lot i would think yeah. um yeah maybe not i don't know it's a couple of years on yet um it's 28 they're saying they're gonna make the changes i think yeah. The most of the pros seem to be up in arms about it. I, I don't know. It seems th- the argument that golf courses are becoming unsustainable cuz of length. Like they're designed right. one way. That bunker is supposed to be in play. Like even a hacker like me hits it pretty far. With, I don't know if it's technology or or if I also am a Well, you're in of, good shape. Yeah, I I've and always you're an hit athletic it far. Guy. Yeah, I've always hit so. it far. Um I don't know what I just read the Hogan book and I feel like I learned how to get the tension in my body of my backswing or whatever. Use the big uh, muscles. Anyway. So yeah. Um well. Yeah, well you're into it now, that's for sure, golf. Because I according to your wife, because I made the comment at Christmas Eve that you sort of just step up to the ball like and don't give it a t- you know what you're doing, I, I would assume. Um there's not a on that course, right? There's not a ton of analysis that goes in. You know every shot. Yeah, that's kind of how I play, though. Yeah. Thinking's not my friend when it comes to golf. I don't think it's any. It's, yeah, most people, I, I would say that's good advice to get out of your head. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it, but you want to think about the shot, though. You know what I mean? There's Minimally. Okay, you've been playing so long, you know what shot you're going to hit. For yeah. me, there's some calculus involved, so I'm thinking a little. Anyway, I made the comment. We're getting way off track. Um. I go, yeah, Kyle doesn't really think about golf. And your your wife just made, like, one of those noises, like, <laughs> mm. 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 he doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just talking about stepping up the ball, Courtney. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what you guys do in your bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's Why another is there a podcast? nine iron next to your bed? Well, <laughs> That's for a different pod. <laughs> you pull out that uh, Happy Gilmore, and we switch it over to an eight iron. Wretched slugs. Don't any of you have the guts to play for blood? I'm your huckleberry. Seemed appropriate. I need to cut those down. Those are work in progress as well. Um, Last thing I wanted to get to. Oh, why are we doing the pod? Why am I doing the pod? Because I had had some thoughts on that. Yeah. I'm in the golf industry now. Yeah. I'm part of the chamber. I have a twins hat. I've embraced the Midwest, specifically the Minneapolis area. And when I talk to the members at the club, you know, they're like, I'm playing X course. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't know what they're talking about. So I want to learn some stuff. I want to I want to be a resource for people. And, you know, like, it's not just going to be me and you rambling. It's going to be me, you, and someone else rambling uh, soon. And so I'm hoping that we can learn some stuff and be a resource to whoever may be listening. You know, to talk about courses, um, you know, pros, teaching pros, facilities. Mm-hmm. I know one facility that's pretty 
if you like simulated golf, I know a place. <laughs> he knows a guy. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good that's a good uh, note to kind of go out on is what we're looking to do and and who we're looking to bring around and things like that. It's you know it's not just going to be golf, golf, golf all the time. You know we're gonna we're gonna bring people in that are tangentially related to golf that are that are big fans of golf really enjoy golf and you know and also talk about some of the maybe more niche and, and nuanced types of things uh, you know people that are in the the wellness space and how you can dr know, nick dr mitch will definitely be yeah, on the pod yeah it looks like i have to buy another microphone yeah that's all right we can share yeah um yeah the, uh, it's like tangentially eskimo, related it's like to eskimo golf. brothers for a microphone it's a <laughs> hell of an idea but yeah just you know bringing in guys like that to talk about uh you know they're they're chiropractor friends of ours here um shout out to northern edge over here in plymouth uh they are they can come in and talk about how the body works how the things that they do can help golfers unlock those extra little things it's you know that that's some of the stuff that we're going to look at we're going to talk to people that are kind of nuts about golf and you know how it how they shoehorn it into their lives i've got a good buddy of mine that's the president of a bank shocking plays a lot of golf that's dolphin right yeah yeah um you know and you know different people like that and you know why they love golf what their origin story is with golf what kind of you know what what sparked them and you know learn a little bit about that uh you know and you know and try and bring a couple of fun things and a couple of segments to it i you know jason had talked about why he's doing it why i'm doing it is i've always wanted to do a podcast i you thought have a it would, good voice for podcasting thank you yeah thank you uh and and i just i thought it would be thought it'd be fun to talk about something i know a little bit about uh that i really enjoy doing and we'll just see yeah. where this see where this thing goes and yeah go yeah from there. um at the very least like you're so busy yet it's just fun just to catch up and talk or whatever whether people listen or not i hope they do i'm ex I, just because i've seen firsthand the um the passion i'm gonna stop using the word crazy or psycho about golf it's these people <laughs> make it a little more positive well <laughs> passion one of the most misused words in the language according to me people sure. say like i'm passionate about pizza it means willing to suffer for you're not suffering for pizza unless you're growing the wheat and milking the cow for the cheese i wouldn't go that far but i do make my own dough okay, and so sauce are you passionate about pizza i've got a i've got a wood fire at home i i'm dangerously close to passionate you're i have made my own cheese before have, have yes, you really i have i have a there's another difference between minneapolis or the minnesota area and california i i'm friends with zero people in california that have made their own cheese although my friend chris mccormick he probably has given it a shot shout out to chris um yeah uh people are passionate about golf out here oh, and yeah, i'm hoping that we uh, we can help them in some kind of way the difference between this podcast in other golf podcasts is when you hear something like if you hear dr mitch and dr nick and they're making sense to you you can go down and see them if you live you know relatively close to the maple grove plymouth area right if right. we have a club pro that with this zoom i mean it's going to take a couple calls to tyler to figure it out from zoom <laughs> hopefully not day of podcast yeah, yeah, I'm right sitting there in one on. of the bays like kind of staring awkwardly at jason wondering why we're not recording we have the ability to take a call though on this pod allegedly so there these will be people that we talk to that you can go see yourself and um you know hopefully they're they're um helpful in helping you figure out this 
you know, seemingly simple but endlessly complicated game of golf. And that's why I like it. Uh, we didn't talk about my golf prowess. Maybe the, we hit on that and then we take off. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Bring good. Bring us home. I'm not good, but I have been addicted to it. I've taken lessons. I'm just not sure that my um, – what do you say about your, your mom? I – yeah, my expectations for how should, good I should be are not meeting what's happening in real life. So I was oh, getting really sure. frustrated. I, I'm a bit of an asshole out on the course. Not to anybody else, just like cussing and stuff. I don't like that version of me, so I kind of just cut it out. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't love golf because if there's one thing I like about it, it's Sunday majors. Mm. and some. I oh, like yeah. the psychology. Like people handling pressure, yeah, it's just so impressive. I remember – take us out on this story like when i bet i've told you like eight times i won all that money on gary woodland when he won the uh u.s open at pebble beach, at pebble beach. this weekend this week, pebble yeah, beach. yeah it's gonna be there's another hurricane blowing in i hear um <laughs> light <laughs> light drizzle that we wouldn't bring an umbrella out right. for. yeah well yeah. we'll see what it, yeah um where was i uh oh yeah i was so nervous on the back nine for gary i mean i wanted to win that money and i just wanted to win and i i was shaking so he just looked cool as a cucumber out there and that fascinates me but that's not always the case we've seen people you know lose it on the back nine. go full vandervelt yeah um so that's my history on golf i do own a golf business it's called launch club launch club golf.com um kyle you own a couple of businesses like they're sponsoring the pot full disclosure they are sponsoring the podcast i i did buy a new car from the from the revenue dollars that came in from your company <laughs> so you might as well give them that's where that tesla came yeah from. yeah uh yeah my so i've just uh got my promo products company uh twin cities promotionals uh twincitypromo.com i've used them yeah uh speaking of them were we talking about the masters yeah i ripped off the masters logo it's yeah a cool shirt yeah it's a pretty sweet shirt yeah. actually uh so yeah we put logos on stuff uh, real easy way to figure that out. And then uh, a buddy of mine and I have a, a, a new hockey activewear company that we put together called Dangle, uh, which we've just got our first shipment of product in. We're going to have some more stuff coming in. So we'll talk more about that stuff as, sure. it, as uh, you know, as the, the months go on. Uh, I feel like we might be just talking to one listener right now. So Jim, if you're out there, I don't know who Jim is, but uh, mom. My mom uh, would listen. I'm not sure about your mom. She's a busy lady. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know if I want my parents to listen. Slash most people I know. Really? I don't know. It hasn't been that bad, has it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But it can get substantially worse. Especially yeah, we once were... we get outside of dry January. Oh, hey now. Get a couple of belts of Buffalo Trace going. I mean, this could get this yeah. could get hairy in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, we have the ability to edit. We don't have to put out everything we say. <laughs> Thankfully, this is not a live podcast. It's been fun, though. I it, it, Whatever. I'm excited. I don't care. If, I hope it, a lot of people listen. If nobody listens or a relatively small crowd, that's fine with me. Um, we'll do it till it's not fun anymore. I like it. All right. Should we well, have Rodney take us out? Yeah, Rodney, kick us off. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully we'll bring some more substantial things in the next uh, coming. But we just wanted to introduce ourselves and, uh, yeah, look forward to building an audience. Yes, sir. Rodney. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get late. (laughs) 